What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind... No, sorry, what was it? <laughs> oh. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, guys. Well, we're actually recording this in person for the first time in a while. Yeah. Since the uh, WrestleMania one, I guess. I guess. Yeah, so it's been been a while. But uh, we pretty much only do this when big wrestling pay-per-views take place, which is uh, WrestleMania, maybe the Royal Rumble, and Mm -hmm. every AEW one. Because they're the only ones that matter, really. Cause... Well, then there's only, what, four of them a year? Right, like it's... right, because they matter. Right, they're a big deal, yeah. Um, so yeah, Double or Nothing just ended. Another, uh, again, AEW, I've yet to see a bad show, and I've yet to see a less than, like, great pay-per-view from AEW. Like, they deliver each and every time. Yeah, I think I felt like I was, some of this is just me getting tired, but I was kind of starting to run out of steam as we got a little bit later into the sure. card, like by the women's title match. It was a good match, but I was flagging a little bit, but yeah, the the, the Moxley was match show. was really was good, show. and then the main event was just so bananas. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a great note to end on. Awesome show. Yeah, um, we just saw the Money in the Bank pay-per-view a couple weeks ago. And then I did, now I, we watch this. We both only watched the Money in the Bank match. Right. Yeah, not the pay-per-view, just the match. <laughs> and then you watch this stadium stampede match, and you're like, yeah, AEW knows how to do it. WWE does not. That's, I, the, that's the simple thing. I still simple like thing. the Money in the Bank match. I think the difference is, I mean, you're, look, I, I, I agree. I think this match is better. I think the main difference is this match had more time and just leaned fully 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 into the gimmick which is hey we're in a football stadium we're going to do all the football stadium things yep and like i think the money in the bank match was good i think it did some of that like with the wwe office and cameo stuff sure it could have gone farther and this is the perfect escalation of that i think fully realized what this sort of gimmick match in this case in a football stadium could be what was Oh man, do you want to go through that whole thing, or do you want to just talk yeah, about our favorite parts, like remember that uh, win sort of? I mean, thing? we can just briefly lot. mention a few things. We don't have to talk a bunch about a lot of stuff because some of the stuff is just fine. Like like the women's title match was fine. Oh yeah, I, I, it's nice to see uh, Makuru Shida win because she's, I mean, clearly the best women's wrestler in the I company. I don't think anybody. So that's, on... that, that I mean, that that's fun to see, but we didn't see it coming. No, but I don't think anybody. Did. I mean, we literally said like this is a good match, but we can't get that invested in it like we were on our right. phones a lot because we were like because we all know Nyla that Rose she's is gonna win right yeah. and then, i mean literally two minutes later i think she hit the pin. yeah it was almost it was pretty close one. we were like well okay like, okay was, all right fair enough yeah look fair play it was a good match it's, it was fine yeah, it was um, just there was a lot going on yeah and then the other women's match stallion or penelope before it was it was fine it was fine again you know last That's minute not, replacement stuff why? you know it, what are you gonna do um Dustin Rhodes, Sean Spears was a little weird. I didn't really expect Sean Spears to become comedic character, but they kind of yeah. they they definitely leaned into that with this one. It was yeah. interesting. It was it was interesting. I think that's the best way to put it. It was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I got <laughs> I got no problem with it. It was the perfect. It was exactly what you needed at that point in the car. Sure, it was just a goofy break. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it was. It was fun. Yeah, ladder match was good. 
Um, yeah, the ladder match was uh, ladder match was fun. It was long. Nobody man. else got hurt. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, we had a bunch of people get hurt on dynamite doing stuff. But uh, yeah, it was like forty minutes long. I mean, it was a yeah. long match. Yeah. Um, but I like it. It was like a combination Money in the Bank Royal Rumble match. Yeah, and Mark and pointed out. I liked it. Mark pointed out that unlike the Royal Rumble, they have a clock yes. right behind the hard cam. The entire time. Two minutes. So you know time. every person is coming in at two minutes. And you know exactly how many seconds are left. Which I, I was saying I think that's a big F you to WWE and the way they do the Royal Rumble where it's 90 seconds. And I'm doing air quotes because you have a guy come out 30 seconds later, five minutes later. It seems like who knows. You yeah. can you, There's a range of time. It is, does not have to be 90 seconds. And so I like that they had it. It was hard thing, two minutes, boom, here it is. You can see it. It's in the biggest possible font we can get up on the screen. And I, I enjoyed that, though. Again, because it makes it feel more real. Yeah. It makes it feel real. It's like, oh, you know what? They're going to come out at this time because that's the way it's set up. And uh, we saw some crazy spots. Darby Allen, of course, tried to kill. Uh, who did he try and kill? I don't remember the who it was, I forgot but... who it was, too. Tried to kill someone. I think it was Kip Sabian. Tried to kill him with a skateboard, jumping off of a ladder, through another ladder. Yeah, with his skateboard. I and mean, missed, like and just... crashed through it, and like yeah. broke his leg. It was, or, yeah, it, was it looked bad. It was, it was not. It was not a good. Not not good. Um, you had a, another great spot with Joey Janela doing the Death Valley Driver on someone on top of that chip, that big pile on top of Brian Cage yep. of stuff. Yep. I don't remember who took it though. They did it. I don't. I don't remember. Probably either. was Darby. It was like five hours ago. To be honest, it was probably Darby. In our defense, um, they did that, that classic, fun. that classic that ladder match spot where you take the big monster, just Brian Cage making yeah. his debut. Yeah, you stack game. all the stuff on top of him, and then you hit some crazy move on top of that, and he just gets to lay there dead for yep. like twenty minutes. Yep, that was good. Um, I, we didn't get to see as much from Luchasaurus. I was I was expecting a little bit more of a showcase well, there was the from bit him. Where uh, Marco Stunt brought out his own True. little ladder. That was pretty good. I was eh. a fan of that. Eh. Whatever. Not a fan. Whatever. Um, but yeah, the big story with that one is Brian Cage being the mystery entrant and uh, then winning the chip, I guess, to get the next title shot. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And I pointed this out. AEW now two times in a row now their title. Their next contender is not someone already in the company, and it's someone who just comes in, Mm -hmm. and they put right in a title match. Obviously, Brody Lee, they did that. He had had one match and then was in the title match, Mm -hmm. and now it's a little different with Cage because it's the setup of the match. You know, you win this, and you get the title match. So so it's a little different, but still, you got a new guy just coming in and immediately being in a title match. So that's just – I don't get it because I don't feel like that's a good way to push a new guy right? because I don't – see moxley losing yet still right so that's i mean obviously they have i don't know when this title match is going to be i don't know if it's at Mm -hmm. like all out the next pay-per-view or what i'm not sure so you know if it's that far out you can you know you can build something with that obviously so we'll see but uh i mean brian cage obviously more than deserving with the track record that he has but it's still just interesting that they're and we were saying while we were watching this match, we're like, none of these guys seem like they would be a title contender. Well, it's a AEW's in a weird spot because they either have as new as they are. I mean, this is their one year anniversary, right? And they haven't been on TV that long. They've right. only been on TV a few months. So, like, 
all they, they have some homegrown stars, some people that like were introduced mainly through AEW, didn't have like a ton of any success before that. You know, like they were out there, but mm-hmm. most of their like A list main event talent is people that made their name somewhere else, mostly sure. WWE. And then you have like the sure. Bucks and Kenny Omega, and like I mean, the closest thing I guess would be Hangman Page. Yeah, like kind of on that level, but they've already kind of moved through a lot of those, and they're trying not to get too stale. So Jericho's held the title, you know. You've had Hangman Challenge. They're they're reluctant to push Kenny Omega, which you is know, it is odd. I, I wonder if that's his decision. I'm not sure. I think long term he might be the guy to beat Moxley. I don't know. I I'm convinced there's still some long term plan that somebody at least has, even if they haven't hatched it yet. But you're right. Everybody in this match are like, oh yeah, Luchasaurus like him. He just, it's just a time question, frankly. Yeah. Like, they just haven't been around long enough. I don't think it's a bad thing, but it is weird. You're like, all right, Darby Allen, cool. Uh, did challenge a few months ago for the title, yeah. and it was a good match, but, like, you don't want to see him shotgun straight back into the main sure. event. Like, it makes sure. sense, you know what I mean? So, I definitely get what you're saying. I think, you know, you see Brian Cage, you're like, all right, this guy's a monster. He can do a fun, right. quick you know, quick and easy feud with Moxley, and Moxley's probably not going to lose to him. It's probably going to be one of those longer-term guys. But, yeah, it's... They just haven't been around long enough to, like, raise up their own class of main eventers. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, I mean, which it makes sense. It is a weird sense. spot. But, um, but it was fun. A lot of stuff. I liked, I liked the format. It was a new format. felt different. Mm-hmm. And, and it kept, you know, it was exciting. I liked it. It was, it was fun. A lot, of, a lot of good spots. Good ladder match. Um, the, I think the best wrestling match of the night was Jungle Boy and MJF. I Man, still stand by that. I forgot that that happened. Um... As that match was coming out, I was like, just watch, because those guys wrestled a few months ago, mm-hmm. I think on a Dynamite, and put on an absolute clinic. Yeah, I mean, good. they're so good. MJF obviously is fantastic at being the biggest dick in the world, <laughs> and I hate him, but he's so good in the ring, but he never does it, because he's a heel, and he's mm-hmm. just going to cheat and win. I mean, he's very committed to that, and it's very impressive that he is able to not wrestle the way he can. Mm-hmm. which we've talked about before that's not, that's a skill that not enough wrestlers know that will follow nowadays it's all about getting their stuff over and showing how good they are and stuff like that and that's not mjf at all but when he's in there with someone like jungle boy who just matches up with his style perfectly mm-hmm. because mjf isn't the biggest guy and it works better for a heel when you're bigger than the baby face because it's just a natural right you know, there's more sympathy for the smaller guy. And so right. Jungle Boy's smaller. So they can do more of a traditional technical wrestling match and have it work. Mm-hmm. A heel babyface type thing. And they did. A very straightforward, sell the arm, and just a really, really solid wrestling match that both of them put put on. Very entertaining. Yep. And it was it was it was great. Yeah. MJF gets the kind of sneaky pin win at the end. Like it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. It was very well done. Um absolutely fantastic i'll to be honest i'll be surprised if mjf isn't holding the title within a year or or at least two yeah i think i think he's i think more than the other new guys like i think Mm -hmm. he could be champion now and it would work i think and he's probably i think i just i just said that about AEW not having that many guys of their own sure that they put on that level i think he's got to be the closest one i think so um i think he could be the next guy potentially unless they do something like turn adam page heel or something like that like i think that's terrible i agree i agree i i think someone like him is someone like him is a perfect champion um again i go back to the person i hate more than anyone else edge (laughs) 
Edge couldn't wrestle for crap and is a, looks like an idiot and was terrible. But they did that with him where he's the annoying kind of heel champion. And those are the ones that stay champion for longest because mm-hmm. it's easy to keep the title on them because they can just cheat and win and you're not making anyone else look bad. And the heel being the champion is just the way to go anyway. I don't care what Vincent Mann says. The heel being the champion is the way to go. That's the thing. That's why Ric Flair was champion for the entire 80s. Right. Because he's, you know, he could do it. I mean, he was the perfect blend of everything where he could cheat to win. He could actually win, you know, and he could just hold on to the title for years and years and years. And he could also, I mean, this is something MJF can do. And had the personality as well. Well, I was going to say, he's not afraid to make himself look like a clown six days out of the week. But on the seventh day when he has to defend the title, he will defend the title by the skin of his teeth. Mm -hmm. You can pull his pants down every other day of the week and he's going to look like an absolute idiot. When it matters, he is going to pull out all the stops and he's going to bite your finger and poke you in the eye and hold on to your tights and put his feet on the ropes to hold on to the belt. And that's, yeah, there's a lot of that in MJF. I think you're definitely right about that. Yeah, so a lot of people talk about Darby and stuff like that, and I definitely think Darby could be there at some point. He Um, doesn't kill himself. Yeah, yeah, if he doesn't die before. Those moves are rough. But as I was saying, I think Darby gets the biggest pop, at least entrance pop out of anyone in AEW at the moment, other than maybe Cody. And, uh, but, but I don't think he's quite there yet, but I do think MJF is, is, if he's not there yet, he's pretty close. And also they've been building him that way. He's only lost one match and it was a tag team match. He didn't get pinned in. Yeah. So he hasn't even lost. So that's another thing where it's like, okay, viable opponent. So we'll see. Um, but that was a great match. As far as just pure wrestling goes, I think that was the best match. Um, the TNT championship match was fun. Uh, Cody versus versus Lance Archer. I think that 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 delivered on expectations. Both those guys really put on a show. They did a good job of giving Lance Archer a ton to do. Beat the crap out of Cody for most of the match, as yeah. you want the big monster heel to do to the babyface. Mm-hmm. And then Cody, you know, getting the win at the end with the extra heart and determination, all that stuff. I think it works. Yeah. Um, it was a fun ending, kind of a weird ending with the throwing out of Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake. Uh, by Mike Tyson, which was great getting I, to see, a little little awkward, but it, it they 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 reeled it back in with, with with Tyson. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last we see of these two together. This felt no. more like not quite a teaser, but like this was just a little just a little toe in the water. Yeah. I feel yeah. like for these two, with so much focus in this build being on the managers, mm-hmm. and then having Tyson out there just stealing the show until oh, the main yes, event. In yes, my opinion, yes, he did. at one point. He, he, the camera kept cutting to him periodically because he's presenting the title, you know, to the winner. Oh, yeah. And he busts out a big yawn because it's like <laughs> 9.30 and he's an old man. And somebody clearly was like, Mike, you got to get up for it a little bit, man. This is a big deal. We need you to be animated. So the rest yep. of the match, he was like, all right, come on, Cody, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You're so right. it was cool. Yeah. And then, you know, at some point, he like Jake the Snake is coming back in with a large sack with presumably a python inside. And Tyson's like, nope, and just takes off his shirt and, like, bucks at him. Like, come on. He's, like, Jake's... 65 years old and still shredded. Oh, yeah. And Jake's and he's just, just like, like, come on. And Jake's nope. like, no. No, 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 no. So that, like, with all that going on, and you're like, oh, yeah, and Cody Rhodes won the match. Okay, cool. Right, like, right, right. Like, that's fine. Cody, we were, we were talking about this. Like, Cody is 
every title match he's in, there's this weird calculus the fans make of like, okay, is he going to put himself over? Yeah, or is he going to not do that on principle? We have too many moron whiner babies on Twitter who are like, duh, Cody, I, Cody's winning. It's he... the wrong move. Classic Cody Lance Archer needed to win over. more than Cody. Just like putting it. It's, it's like. Oh, now he booked himself into a corner because he didn't do the time. No, I do agree with that. Like, I think that the, was a mistake. It's, it's but, hard. Like, but it's the, just like, no, no. This was 100% the right move. It was a great moment having him win his first title in AEW. It's mm-hmm. the perfect thing because he's the face of the company. Mm-hmm. He gets to do that for as the inaugural champion. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be champion because he's the biggest, most over babyface in all of professional wrestling right now. And... It makes the title immediately super valuable. Yeah, immediately. I mean, it, is, it is a weird spot for Lance Archer for sure. But yes, like, I, we get, that's that can't the weird part. This is what we that's were saying. The like, part. But again, a, you have Lance Archer beat him in a month or whatever. Right. And, well, you know, it's like I feel like that's an easy workaround. Right. It wasn't that this was like a dirty match, but there was so much other stuff happening yeah. on the fringes of it that it doesn't feel like Lance Archer looks that much worse for wear. But like, I this agree. is what we were saying. I agree. Purely objectively, like, the story that makes sense is, okay, we have an established good guy and this white-hot bad guy who just came in. So you, you want to make the white-hot bad guy look strong, which right. there's another title match on the night that kind of had the same issue. Yep. But you're right. Like, from a marketing perspective, from just, like, a week-in, week-out television content, who is the star of this show? It's Cody Rhodes. It makes perfect yes. sense. It also, I don't see... I don't know why. I could be wrong with this, but I don't see Lance Archer as being a good secondary champion holder. Not to as me, new as he is. Well, that, and I just, a guy that hot and that big, mm. I just feel like you put the secondary title on him, I feel like that hamstrings him a little bit. Mm. I mean, I could be wrong with that, but no, to me, it's like, that. I don't know, like, I feel like he's more, he's better without that no, I can I can see that. I mean, the best, like, the gold standard of a secondary title run is something like John Cena's U.S. title or, run. Or, that like, one Bret Hart or British Bulldog right, but or you Razor Ramon's you know, like icy the, runs in right, the 90s. Like the, the, the mold you're looking for is, like, the workhorse babyface who can have a good match with anyone yes. and is willing to have good wrestling matches with anyone. Yep. And having a guy whose whole gimmick is smash people. Right. It right. doesn't, re- especially for your first ever like inaugural secondary title reign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, I, I totally agree. I don't think it was. It, I just don't think it's a good fit to have him as the TNT champion, at least not first. Yeah. So no, I think this is definitely the right move. We'll see what the real belt looks like because <laughs> obviously, uh, with everything going on, they weren't able to get the actual belt. Now a bunch of other people are whining. They're like, "Well, then, then just put it off. Just don't do it. What are you doing it for?" It's it like, is. You built up this whole thing, you morons! What is? Oh my gosh! I these whiner babies that are just whining because Cody won. People, I just don't understand. I think you take He's the, the most people over on baby Twitter. A little Why too are we seriously? whining so much? I don't. I don't know, dude. I haven't seen that from anybody. I've seen it from several high, oh, uh, big time yeah. follower mm. Twitter account, like mm. wrestling Twitter accounts, mm. and I just don't get it. It's controversy. Just don't understand. It was the right move. Okay. Get over it. Anyway. Anyway. Good match. They did exactly what they needed to do. They told the story they needed to do, mm-hmm. and it worked. Um, obviously, it can't be as big of a moment because there's no crowd. So they were able to do. They were. They leaned into more of the story stuff yep. than the big moment of Cody winning the title because you just can't make that as big of a moment without a crowd. So I thought that was the right move. Um, then we have the main event. Not the main event. What should have? Well, mm. 
I think you put the title as the main event, period. Especially if you're AEW, that's kind of the way you've been promoting yourself. As we're the wrestling company, we're doing the wrestling things, we're making wins and losses matter, we're making the titles matter. And in our third paper, fourth pay-per-view, fifth paper, whatever, we're going to have our title not be the main event now. And look, technically I understand. I totally understand. You have this crazy main event that's going to be impossible to top as far as just pure entertainment excitement goes. Mm-hmm. A pre, uh, pre-taped as well. So you don't want to go live and then have everyone stop and then pre-tape the thing and then go back to live. Like I get... Or actually, I don't even know if the whole thing was live. I would assume it was because Dynamite has been. But um, so I, I understand that. But I still think it's not the best look for what you've been preaching with your company. But not harping on it too much with this one because the main event killed it. So I like I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I do. I was going to say, I'll just say the other side of the coin. If you're going to do it, the main event better knock it out of the park. Sure. And it did. Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. You, you're, you were correct. But anyway, I think that match was exactly what it needed to be, as well as the other one. Because they were in the similar situation mm-hmm. where you're not going to have Moxley lose his first title defense. Well, I mean, I guess he had the Hager one. But first pay-per-view title defense. Right. And you can't give the title... But you also don't want to stop Brody Lee, who just came in and had mm-hmm. two singles wins mm-hmm. and somehow already gets a title shot, which is dumb. He has a couple more on his record. I don't know when he, they well, happen. Some of the tag te- I think he's been in some oh, tag Oh, do those matches. count? Oh, okay. I he's was kind of hoping it was like matches. a Goldberg situation. As far as singles matches, more I'm on pretty every sure week. he only has okay. two. I could be missing some, but I... But they did. I, too. But I anyway. felt like they handled this really well. Yes. yes I think this yes. was booked about yes. as well as you possibly could have. Yep. There's this great... What is he? Okay. What does Moxley call his finisher now? Because paradigm I, shift. Paradigm shift. I call it the awful actions, just ironically in my head, because they can't call it the dirty <laughs> deeds, and that That's just funny. sticks in my head because I'm an idiot. Okay, paradigm shift. Yeah. He hits like four of those in a row. Yeah. And can't pin him. Yeah. Which, and a part of me hates just due to the kick out of finishers thing, but it's different when it's at the end of a match. As a thing, and it's kind of earned. It's a little different than when they have the tag team match where the Bucks are kicking well, out this, of finisher two minutes into the match. This might like, be getting a little bit but, like beyond the scope of the match, but like it's one thing if he hits it four times and then pins him on the fifth. To me, that's worse than if he hits it four times and then says, "Okay, clearly this is not working. Like his head's too hard, or I don't have enough gas in the tank to hit it properly." So let me lock in this rear naked he choke, and then he puts him to sleep. He hit it through the ring, yeah. the the ring ramp, and he kicked out that at a half awesome. a count. That was awesome. By he the didn't way. even. Yes, it was. But it was he a kicked great out spot. less than one. But it took him forever to get him back in the ring after that. Here's but he the went thing. through the ramp, Harris. Well, my per my I was kind of hoping after he hit that that they would just double count out and Moxley yeah, retains, yeah, that and been Brody a, yeah. still hasn't lost. In my opinion, I think, especially the way AEW set up, where they try to make it more sports-centered, and they don't have major pay-per-views that often, and this isn't the main event of the show, I think that's the perfect place to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's not a bad move. Because you don't have to worry about pissing the crowd off and sending everybody home unhappy when you have this big match afterwards. Right. That would have been a good spot to put in like a holding pattern, and just let this keep cooking for a while, let Brody yeah. Lee keep his momentum. But the way they did it with the actual finish, where he can't pin him, 
So he has to he has to improvise Choke him out. essentially, yeah. and he just chokes him out. He puts him to sleep. That was great. Brody was Lee great. isn't pinned. He he didn't tap out. Right. He can. Yeah. He he never gave he up. He got sent through the that. ring steps and then choked out. It's yeah. Like, so that's or, or the the ring ramp and then he got choked out. It's, it's about like, okay. as good a showing as you could possibly yeah. give him in that situation. And and the match itself was just great. Yeah. It was just this brutal brawl, which is what Moxley is just perfecting this style. Yeah. This you know stone cold brawling style of wrestling and it just it works it fits the character perfectly he's great at it it makes everything exciting it gets everyone over it makes the other guy look good it it just it it's it's great yeah it's really good yeah really really good and then then we had the big flop of the night which is the this weird stupid stampede garbage thing where who knows what is this a clown show Good gosh, this was the most embarrassing thing I've seen in the history of wrestling. We're having ice things and magic pools. Killing the business. What was it you said? Like, anybody who's a fan of Jim Cornette, just go ahead and yeah, say your goodbyes now. That. Someone <laughs> tweeted that and, was, and tweeted something along the lines of, uh, if you're a fan of Jim Cornette, yeah, uh, say your goodbyes now because he ain't lasting after was... this. After he watches this, something like that. You know his mouth is just watering though, because everyone yeah. on the planet's gonna be like, "How mad's Jim Cornette gonna be?" And he's like, "All right, let's go, let's go." <laughs> yep. He's all those rage all listens. Stuff down. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so right. I think one of my favorite things about this match, and like any good wrestling match, but especially a gimmick match like this, is you see something. And you go, oh man, they better do something with that. Yep. And then they do. And it's it, it's either immediately or it's like four minutes later when you're like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Yes! Yep. Yes! Like that yep. moment of realizing, okay, there's a clear gimmick here. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it. And then they do. Okay. I, some of my favorites, if we're just going to like bullet point, let's just talk yeah, about yeah. the things that happened in this match. Um, Number one, there's a moment where Santana and Ortiz are drowning matt hardy in the in the pool <laughs> this is my this is probably my favorite well i don't know there's a lot of favorite parts like we this is one of my two favorite parts we talked about this last week how fun it is when wrestlers are mic'd up and not scripted and just going because they're all so funny and charismatic to begin with that that's when they're just let loose like some of the most entertaining stuff happens mm-hmm. and they are holding matt hardy's head down in the pool like he's drowning he's struggling they're killing a man he's flailing and they look at the ref and they say ask him ref ask him ref, ask him, ref. Yep. <laughs> and then he just yep. and then he stops and then he resurfaces as like other versions of matt hardy and yes. great. but just that one he comes line. back as the original hardy boys matt hardy oh, man. and then they they stick his head back in and there's a camera in the water and he's looking at the camera and smiling and doing his hand like, gestures, yeah. and then he changes the gestures, and then he comes back and he's Matt Hardy version one, and there's Matt facts that pop up on that the screen, was awesome. which was amazing. And then Santana and Ortiz see them. Oh, like seeing the Matt facts on the screen. They're like, wait a second, what is that? Oh man. And then and then he goes back down, does it again, looks at the camera again, smiles, comes back. No, no, no. Then he just lays there, mm-hmm. and they leave. And they're like, well, we killed him. They drowned a man. Yep. But then, of course, since it's the pit of reincarnation, the pool of reincarnation, up comes Broken Matt again, and then just starts to lay waste to, the, to both of them. Yep. But it was also funny because there was a moment I missed initially when they're because um, Santana gets in the pool after after they throw yeah. Matt Hardy yeah. in there, and Ortiz doesn't want to get in, and he says something like, "I can't swim." <laughs> 
and or and Santana is like, oh, get in. And he calls him a name in Spanish, and he's like, oh, get in. You don't want them to think you're like your chicken or whatever. And so he slowly climbs oh, into man. the thing. Little moments like that are just great and, and stuff like this. The, the the best foreshadowing, in my opinion, is at the very beginning of the match. Like the ring is set up. There's a ring. It's yeah, barely there used, it's but there is a ring set up at midfield of the football stadium. There's Jaguars cheerleaders there. There's fireworks going oh, off. Entrances playing. was awesome. The mist machines are running, and the mascots there. Mm-hmm. Jackson Deville, the Jacksonville Jaguar mascot. And I said, I was like, oh man, he better do something. Because yep. can you imagine being the mascot and getting called into work like <laughs> for Chris Jericho to make his entrance in a football uniform for his wrestling match? Which was amazing. You knew that it, from minute one, you're they like, this came, is the best match of all time. Because they all came out to the music with fire like you would do football entrances. And they say, coming in number 27, Chris Jericho. Incredible. And they're coming in in inner circle uniforms with numbers and their names on the yep. back. Chris Jericho, they're all wearing football pants with pads in them. Yep. Jericho's got eye black on. Sammy Guevara has an inner circle helmet that he comes in with. And you're just like... I'm watching the greatest thing yep. I've ever seen. So then, you know, pro wrestling tees are going to sell these jerseys, and it's it. going to be pff, number one yeah. of the week whenever well, those come out. So, like thirty-five minutes later, you know, all hell is broken loose. The match oh, yeah. has spread to all these different corners of the stadium. Jericho is beating up on one of the young bucks. Who, who's to say which one? And uh, he. <laughs> There's inflatable Jaguar heads on the sideline for whatever reason, so he's yeah, kind of running awesome. with him, throws him headfirst into the mouth of this inflatable Jaguar, that was great. and then he turns around, and it's Jackson Deville. There he is, standing there, kind of doing that mascot thing where he like baboom, baboom, like babooms his belly at him. It's clearly like a challenge, like oh, yeah. a mating ritual slash get ready to fight gesture in the mascot animal kingdom. And Jericho just rolls his eyes and just clobbers him with the Judas effect. Just Gone. knocks him out cold. He's Gone. dead. And then proceeds with the fight. In the meantime, the other the the other young buck has Sammy Guevara and is giving him the suplex, like the interconnected yeah, Matt, suplexes. Yeah, Matt is doing his northern light suplexes. And, and he starts from the goal line. He starts to hit him and hit him and hit him. And then we cut back to Jericho. and yep. the and For I a guess few minutes. Nick. And then we cut back. And he's, and he's like at the 50-yard line. And then you realize you're like, he's just... He's, he's going to keep going. He's going to go 50 he's yards. Gonna go, he's going to go, go 100, 100 yards, yards, isn't he? And then the commentators <laughs> figure it out. And they're like, 100 yards! A hundred yards. So for the next five minutes. Yeah, it takes a while. You keep cutting back yeah. to him doing these suplexes over and over, and he gets to the twenty-five, and then cuts back. And he's at the ten, and then it cuts back, and he crosses the goal line. Does a touchdown dance and gets flagged. Dancing, and then gets flagged because the referees have flags. Oh man! Also, before that, we had a moment where Jericho's trying to pin Matt Jackson. My- Aubrey Edwards is over there. Matt Jackson or uh, Nick Jackson, sorry, kicks out. At two and a half, and Jericho's immediately like, no, no, that was three. Which, by the way, hang on. At this point, every heel on the planet does this, right? right. It's very typical. Oh, he, he, that was a three count rep. What are you doing? On. And he's like, I challenge that. And pulls out a red flag and throws it down. It's like, I'm challenging the play. And then all oh, Rare's like, all right, we're going to the booth. And she goes into the tent. Jericho follows and just keeps berating her in this tent. As she's watching the replay and comes out and like, I kicked out the call on the field stance. The match will continue. And he just turns and goes, you're a shitty ref. And then goes back to the match. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Man. We also got to talk about the big entrance made 
Um, we're watching this match go on, and all of a sudden, Harris is just like, wait, where's Hangman? Immediate, like, within 10 seconds, we just hear like, and then you just see, here comes Hangman on a horse coming out of the bowels of the stadium and just makes straight for Sammy Guevara. And Sammy looks over with this look of just pure terror and you gotta be kidding me. And then just starts taking off across Runs the football field. Life, yeah. Being chased by a horse all the way back into the other side of the stadium. And then for the rest of the match, for the next like 20 minutes, Hangman is just prancing around the stadium in the horse or on the horse looking for Sammy Guevara, mm-hmm. I guess, or it turns out was just looking for the bar. And uh yeah, then we have him go in there and just go straight to the bar. So later we have Hager walking around. He sees the horse, goes into the bar, and I was sitting there I was like I would love cuz you see then it cuts Dang man, sitting there, just like a movie, with the same framing of the movie shot, with the camera, like, profiled with him on the bar. And I'm just like, how amazing would it be if they just shot this like a movie, and they just have Hager come in, and they just both start drinking at the bar? And that's exactly what happens! Hager comes in, and Hangman's just like, you gonna fight, you wanna drink? And just pours him a drink and gives him, they both just sit there, and they're drinking whiskey. And then they just start fighting. (laughs) And it's amazing. It's amazing, and then... And then Hangman, or, um, and then, uh, Hager, who was it that... It was Hager, yeah, yeah, it was Hager. Hager then picks up Hangman. One, he's, like, throwing him on everything. The right. unforgiving pool table and everything. It's Ooh, pretty brutal. Yeah. Hits him with a pool cue, like, it's rough. And then he, but he, he puts him on the bar and slides him across like he's in a 1950s western. Yeah. It is amazing. The- uh, they hit all these beats. That Perfectly. you all just are like, I hope they do this. And, and they, did they did every one of them. The last thing I want to point out, I think, is, is during that bit, you know, eventually Kenny Omega comes to the rescue. Right. And it's it's like it's like every hoss fight in a movie you've ever seen. It reminds me of something out of those old Davy Crockett movies that I would watch growing up. I don't know if you saw those. But oh, yeah. where Kenny grabs a bottle, grabs a bottle of the bubbly, smashes it on Hager's head, and Hager just looks at him, just no cells. <laughs> and then they look at each other, and then he grabs another bottle and smashes it over his head, and then he tosses a bottle to Hangman and smashes it over his head, and they just smash like seven bottles of champagne over his head. And he's staggered <laughs> by the end, and he's wobbling back and forth, and they grab one more, smash it over his head, throw him over the bar, and then Hangman pours them each a drink, pours himself a whiskey, pours Kenny Omega a glass of milk, and they drink it and they walk off. It's just fantastic. It was so perfect. good. Perfect. So it was fun. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was that was that was my other favorite part of the match. It um, wasn't. Uh, d- jury's out. I think it's too soon to say whether or not this is better than the um, than the baseball falls count anywhere match that we discussed. Yeah, the, the, but it's the, what was that? Was that DDT or was it another Japanese company? I dude, I don't remember. That but was great. It was it's it's in the ballpark. The Tokyo right? Dome no match pun intended. Was, yeah. It's yeah, it's that, that was, caliber. It's that good. Yeah, that was really good. Absolutely. But uh and then we, we got to have another Sammy Guevara moment. Actually we had about a hundred of them, but I was gonna say he just got killed. Had another one where he's <laughs> he thinks he's the, he's like the last one standing. And he's oh, like I, oh, I did it. I'm the last one. I'm doing it. And this reminded me of the episode of Community. The hot lava episode where you have Starburns at the end, just looking around. He's like, I'm the last one. And then all of a sudden, I think that was when Hickey comes out with this giant 
think someone comes out and just knocks him over. But anyway, um, but then all of a sudden you just hear like a, a like engine start revving, and his face just go like terrified. And then here comes Matt Hardy and Kenny in the same carryall, and just line up at the end zone. And he just has this look of pure terror. And it's it's framed again. It's framed like a movie. You have it just in the background, racks focus to them. You see the headlights turn on, <laughs> the horns start beeping, mm-hmm. and then just take off takes off after him. They're chasing him the whole length of the field. He jumps into the stands, and then that ends up leading to the finish with the big one winged angel or one winged angel off the big platform, all the way back down onto the field. Yeah, which, which was great. Which they did not set I was up. Gonna well say at the all. only real complaint of this match is that the finale, which was this one winged angel off of what looked like two stories. Yeah, it like, was high, straight down onto a crash pad. But still, like it was a great. Like they fell for a solid like four seconds. Yeah, it was I mean, great. It was a great spot. But until he hit it, I don't think anybody knew that's how high they were. Mm-mm. There was no sense of like, oh no, oh no. It was just like, oh, that was a lot higher than I thought it was. Yep. That's like the only complaint that I think anybody can have about this match. Yeah, and then that leads to the Unless finish. you're Jim Cornette. Yeah, of course. And uh, so the Elite beats Inner Circle. Much needed win for the Elite. Um, also, we forgot to mention Matt Jackson doing a moonsault off the the goalpost. There was which a lot was of fantastic. stuff that happened in this match, I feel like. Um, just, you, you just... Sammy Guevara with the sprinklers. Like, it's just one after another of just... uh, Vanguard... uh, No, no, the new one. Neo 1 made an appearance. The replacement for Vanguard 1. So that was was fun. But yeah, it was just nonstop action. Everyone got stuff. It was very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. Another great pay-per-view overall, man. They've been killing it. They've been killing it. They kill it every week. Dynamites are always entertaining. It's the one wrestling show I watch every week. Now that NWA isn't running any any shows, and they're still killing it. Still killing it. All right. Well, that is for this recap of uh, Double or Nothing. Um, make sure and tune in on Monday where we have a new episode come out. So make sure and check that out. Regular episode, not a... Not, not like a... All this, not this extra stuff. I don't know what I'm saying. It's late. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Harris, any final thoughts on Double or Nothing? Well, see, I would say, like, go out and watch it, but it's harder to watch than pay-per-view. It's just on the network. But, you know, if you got 50 bucks, drop it. If not, somebody will probably put a pirated version of the main event on YouTube. So, <laughs> not, not that we're condoning that. No, not at all. But, you know, it's a great match. Absolutely worth your time. The yes. epitome of everything we, we like talk about in this podcast. Th- this is definitely in, in five years when we're still doing this podcast because we're sad and pathetic. We'll be talking about this match as a topic on our show. For sure. Um, or if you're Harris, you might just do it next week. I mean, I probably won't. I think we <laughs> hit the highlights here, but you know, you never know. Anyway, it was awesome. Definitely, definitely watch it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening to this recap, and uh, talk to you on Monday at the next episode of the podcast.